It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm your host today, taking your calls and your questions. It is the day before Thanksgiving, and it is a live program. I know you guys on the East Coast just heard that, and you're looking backwards at Thanksgiving. That's because on the East Coast, Hope FM and other stations, you guys get this program one week delayed. But if you're here in the metro area, up and down the front range of Colorado, or listening online, it is live. No matter where you are, if you call during the show, you'll get someone that will answer the phone and take your call, and you'll air the following week. But happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We have much to be thankful for. What a great and awesome God that we serve. And we are uh, just grateful to be on the air and taking your calls. So give me a call. Maybe you're in the, they say like 50-something million people are traveling today. You could be on stuck on I-25 or I-70 coming through our area. And you're tuning into the radio and get this station And here we are. We get the privilege of serving you and communicating the gospel with you, answering questions, you know, things that are going on in your life and in in your mind. And so give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. While we wait for the calls to come in, I want to remind everyone that tonight is a special night at Calvary here in Aurora, Colorado, uh, we have our sixth annual banner and, and pie service. Uh, it's a night, it's a fun family night of sharing in pie and you make homemade banners that you march through the sanctuary with and thank God for, you know, whatever it is that the Lord is, is reminded you of this season. It's the kickoff before tomorrow and all the cooking and family and, all the wonderful celebrations that will take place. We want to to celebrate here uh, in our church with our church family. You do not have to be a part of Calvary Aurora to participate. If you want to make this a part of your life, you can start making your banner right now and show up. Uh, we're going to have a, it's, it's a special service this year. We're doing things a little bit differently, uh, which is great because we're going to integrate the things that we always do on Wednesdays, which we haven't done before. So we're going to have communion available for you. There's going to be a time of worship. Uh, We are going to pray together as a church family. We are not going to neglect to pray. Uh, We're praying. We're sending a team to Corpus Christi, so we're going to pray for them. And those are the prayer points, and we're going to sing, and then we're going to march through the sanctuary with our banners. And however creative you were or however how simple they are, and then we're going to go downstairs. So what you need to do is bring a banner of some sort. You can do cardstock. You could do butcher paper. You can uh, cut out uh, from cardboard boxes, you know, whatever, however you want to do it. And you bring a banner and a pre-cut pie. And we just have a little bit of fun together. Um, it's, it's a fun time. It's really memorable for the kids, too. Uh, 303-690-3000. Uh, before we get a call, uh, let's uh, go to the text line. Uh, pray I'm dealing in the battlefield of the mind. Uh, please help me what to do. Pray for my husband. He's sick. And I want to give uh, Jesus 
Uh, the glory he delivered me from precancerous cells. So that's cool. Father, I pray for this sister as she turns her attention towards you and, and her mind. Um, just it, It's exactly what you warned us of, the battlefield of the mind. Uh, it's why you gave us, God, the helmet of salvation. That's why you gave us the power of the indwelling presence, your own indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit to help us to take every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Uh, and so I pray, God, and thank you. This is a day of thanksgiving and um, a week of thanks. I mean, for us as believers, God, every day is a day of thanksgiving. But as the nation turns their attention toward thanksgiving, uh, we are also doing that. And we want to thank you for your faithfulness. And this sister, uh, she was delivered from these precancerous cells. Uh, isn't that awesome? So we thank you for that, God, and give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. So maybe you want to call and thank uh, thank God for something. You have something to be thankful for. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Or uh, you can text us, 720-336-0897. I expected that the lines might be a little light today with all the traveling and everything. But hey, even if you're traveling, let's talk about things pertaining to the to the Lord and let's give a chance um, for the Holy Spirit to work and people still listening to the radio. Uh, so a lot of people listening um, and we're grateful as the audience continues to grow. I was looking at the um, calendar uh, and this December, next month, Grace FM turns seven years old. I, I, I really, uh, it's hard to believe that we've been on the air for seven years, uh, but we have. And, and really in large part to your faithfulness and prayer for us and support of us financially uh, because there are hard costs available, you know. At any rate, thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers, seven years. And we'll probably make a big deal about it as we get closer, uh, just celebrating and thanking God for Grace FM. While we wait for you to call, 303-690-3000, and we wait for you to text, then uh, I want to read to you a proclamation that was made on October 3, 1863 by the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. The year that is drawing toward its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthy skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. In the midst of a civil war of unequal magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression, peace has been preserved with all nations, order has been maintained, the laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict. While that theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the Union, needful diversions of wealth and of strength of the fields of peaceful industry to the national defense have not arrested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship. The axe has enlarged the borders of our notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege, and the battlefield. And the country, rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor, is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. 
No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God. While dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. He has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States, and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands, to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience, commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged and fervently implore the imposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with His divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. In testimony whereof, I have hereunto set my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be affixed. Done at the city of Washington this third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1863, and of the independence of the United States, the 88th, by the President, Abraham Lincoln, William H. Seward, Secretary of State. And there is the origin of a day of thanksgiving in the United States of America. It was fully intended, and still by many, celebration of the thankfulness toward the Almighty God. 303-690-3000. We do have one person on the phone lines. We'll pick up with Angela in Denver. Angela, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm very, very wonderful. <laughs> oh, great. What's going on? Well, I was just telling the other person to answer the phone that I'm so happy that I just came from a mission trip from Cuba. Oh, wow. And it, it was one of the most amazing times God has been working, making wonders in that country for His glory. And for the first time, I've always been praying that I will never get to heaven with empty hands. And I always wanted to have somebody to present to the Lord. And by this time, this trip, I had two that accepted Jesus. And um, I was so oh. thrilled, and my heart was so glad. Oh, that's wonderful. How encouraging. Yes, he he does wonders. If we believe and we wait and we just put everything on his foot, he'll do wonder wonderful things in our lives. Oh, that's wonderful. That that's really encouraging. We serve him, the most amazing God, and I'm very thankful. As this Thanksgiving approach, I want to thank for everyone's life at this moment. Wonderful. Would you like to pray or would you like me to pray? Oh, please, do pray. 
Okay, God, we thank you for Angela's testimony of her ministry in Cuba and the open doors that you've given to her and how encouraging it is that you've used her uh, not only to share the gospel with so many, but to see a couple of people respond. And I'm always reminded of that passage in the Bible, Jesus, when you taught us that the angels in heaven rejoice over one that repents and turns back to you, let alone more than one. And so we join in with the heavenly chorus of thanksgiving and, and, and adoration and excitement over changed lives and something that even stops the angels from what they're doing, uh, you know, from what their normal everyday thing is to seek you and to live for you. So God, can, uh, continue to uh, be with Angela, uh, continue to use her in these last days uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Pastor. Okay, bye-bye. 303-690-3000. All lines are open. Take them while you can. I know it's going to be a light day. It's the day before Thanksgiving, but that's a good time if you've ever wanted to get on the show because the lines are almost always packed. I want to take a text message. Uh, It says, I can't call because I'll just start crying, but I've made poor life choices. I've lost custody of my three-year-old daughter. I've been kicked out of my house. I'm homeless living in my car. I have an addiction to marijuana and alcohol, and that's what started it. I'm a young single parent, and I do attend your church. So I'm just so lost and don't know where to go or what to do. I love my baby girl very much, and I miss her so much. Advice and prayer, please. Love you, Pastor. Well, I do do sense in what you text how hard... As you begin to feel the weight of the consequences of, of your sinful choices, uh, it, it gets heavier and heavier and heavier. But I want you to know that the heaviness that you're feeling is not intended to crush you and destroy you, but rather it's intended to do exactly what I think it's doing, and that is bring you to a place of repentance. And to turn, you, you, as you describe your life right now, you, you'll never be able to be the kind of mom that God desires you to be under the influence of alcohol and marijuana. It's wrecking your life very literally. I don't need to tell you that, but for the sake of people listening in, you know, that the way that the the way that things go with our culture, marijuana is legal, alcohol is legal, it's no big deal. Uh, you know, pastors now and leaders in churches that's that's have a beer and wine and whiskey and cigars and and it's all about it's 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 all about freedoms and how I can exercise them instead of remembering that if we stumble one person like you, um, you can be uh, given a bad example, making life poor life choices, and before you know it, uh, you're unable to handle these things, and you need an example, um, both in the high and lofty Christ, and also your leaders. It's just it's been so it's been so acceptable, but it's wrecking people's lives. So here's what I think you here's the advice I have for you. Let's attack the sins that got you into trouble. Let's see them for what they are. And while there is a medical, physiological addiction, I'm sure, to the substances in both marijuana and alcohol, as a born-again believer, there's victory and strength. And you know, as you've been a part of our church, whether being there or on the radio, you know that we have a ministry called The Most Excellent Way that is filled with testimonies of men and women walking the path of sobriety. And I'm certain that Buck and the team that serves alongside of him 
not only would love to serve you, but might even be able to find a live-in program for you. I mean, because that's the essence, to, to just once and for all surrender my life and to live in victory that's available by faith. Uh, and, and it's going to be different for everyone. Uh, it's going to be easier for some than others. I happen to be one where God delivered me from alcohol and marijuana and cocaine and all that nonsense immediately. There were other things he's working in my life still to this day, but I haven't had any alcohol or drugs for the entirety of the 26 uh, and a half years I've been following Jesus. It's, it's, and it's possible. I'm not an exception. Uh, and, and so I abstain from alcohol, even though there's freedom uh, to in, take a drink here and there. Uh, the Bible says it's not wise for leaders. It's not wise for kings, old Lemuel, uh, to, to drink and and so for people just like you, I choose to not do it. And I and it's it's not a hard choice, as hard as it might think. And we need to get that that part of your life in order, so that that so that you can begin to rebuild, and get that girl back, uh, in a safe environment with her mommy. This daughter was designed. Your your relationship with your daughter was designed by God for you to take care of her soberly. And, and so you happen to be in a fellowship family that take these things very seriously. And we, we are able to help. And, and already you're asking. And so be sure to connect with Buck, okay? Um, because a church isn't going to be able to help you, and not even Buck's going to be able to help you. But we can point you in the right direction. Like sometimes we look to man as our deliverer, but man is not our deliverer. Only God is. There's only one mediator between God and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. And and there's hope for you. Just every time you hear me, every time you see me, just remember, it's 26 years sober, 26 years, and counting, and counting, and counting. And that's God's will for you. Father, I pray for this young girl, uh, this young single parent. I mean, she's a woman, but Lord, you know, it's almost like a daughter, you know, just just really struggling and battling. And would you please deliver her from herself as she feels the weight of the consequences of her sin? It's not easy to live in your car. It's not easy to face these difficulties, be separated from her from her daughter. And would you please help and deliver and strengthen in Jesus' name? Amen. All right. We're going to keep doing text calls. That's okay. We'll do the show by text today. It's okay wherever you're at. 303-690-3000 is the phone. 720-336-0897. What does the gift of helper look like? Well, that's a good question. Um, that's such an important question that here at Calvary, we went through um, we went through the gifts of the Spirit one by one in Romans chapter 12. In Romans chapter 12, we looked at them one by one uh, and laid out this series of the gifts of the Spirit in a way that would help you to understand that very question so that you know what your spiritual gifts are. All those studies are available online or on our website and uh, calvaryaurora.org or our, our app under Romans chapter 12. Uh, and so the what, what we call the ministry of helps was also referred to as the ministry of uh, or the gift of ministry or service. And it's a nonverbal gift that is 
given to some given given to some primarily for the to practice the truth it's the greek word diakonia which is where we get our english word deacons it just means to serve it's not referring to an office as much as it is referring to what the person does uh, the idea means to wait on like a waiter waiting on tables uh, and and so if you have the gift of helps or service you like to 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 see things run smoother uh, you love to to help get things fixed. You like to be behind the scenes usually. Uh, your attitude is just tell me what to do and I'll get it done. Um, you Instead of uh, waiting, you just jump in and do stuff that you're not told to do. It's typically people that help uh, have a servant's heart but also uh, can plan or see ahead. And uh, you probably have a hard time saying no. But I went through a whole Bible study on this. Go to our website. Uh, look up the gift of ministry or service and... It'll help you. Okay? 303-690-3000. Here we go. Let's go to line number one. Is Terry calling in from Thornton, Colorado. Terry, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Pastor Ed. And happy Thanksgiving to you. Thanks, Terry. Um, What's up, bro? I had a praise report. Um, okay. And I'll try and get it out without crying like the other gal. Um, okay. <clears throat> Uh, over a year ago, I think I had uh, I called in and uh, and had you pray for my daughter Calais, who was uh, addicted to heroin for uh, three years. And uh, no way. She, uh, yeah, she'd been she'd been doing very poorly since she was about thirteen years old and getting into all kinds of stuff. And, and she's uh, thirty five now. She just turned thirty five last Sunday. Okay. And uh, she uh, went to jail for about 10 months uh, without my help this time. And uh, wow. she, uh, and what I mean by that is I've had, I've had to call the police on her before, you know, just to, sit, to get her out of the situations that she was in. Yes. And uh, this time I left it in the Lord's hands. And... Uh, <clears throat> While she was in jail, he ministered to her, and she got out about August. Okay. And uh, she has been doing so awesome. Um, she's uh, reading her Bible every day. She's going to church every Sunday. Uh, we have core groups on Friday. She goes every every Friday. She's just uh, she's just doing so awesome. She's following so hard after the Lord. It's just such an encouragement. And I wanted oh, yeah. to encourage other people out there. That might be going through the same thing, or having family members that are. Lord can do the the miracle that you don't believe He can. That's um, that's right. He can, and He does. Man, that's great. And, uh, and we uh, <clears throat> we've been going to. I'd, I'd been taking her to a most excellent way, and yes. Buck knows us. And uh, I wanted to give a shout out to him and thank him great. for the work that he does. And uh, if you can remember to tell him that Kalei is doing great, that'd be awesome. I will. Um, I will. I'm going to send him an email and tell him. I'll tell him so I won't forget. I work with Boston. You probably know him from church. Oh yeah, I know um, Boston. And uh, and uh, so I told him to tell Buck. I don't know if it ever got to him though. But um, anyway, also needed uh, prayer for Kalei's uh, daughter. Okay. Uh, her name is Nani. And she's okay. 16, and she's um, been rebelling, you know. They live with us, 
um, and she's, uh, you know, smoking marijuana and, and, uh, drinking and mm. whatever. But, uh, I just want prayer for her and, well, uh, let's do that. you know, prayer and, and, and Kali thinks, oh, okay, it's coming back to me now, you know, but she's holding up really good. Usually she had a hard time, yes. uh, dealing with, with that kind of stress, you know, but, but she's yes. doing really great with the Lord's help now. That's good because you know that there there is a sense there is a piece of this where um, her daughter's making her own free free will decisions like she's fully responsible for her own decisions but the the bad example is now it's just going to take some time um, you know it's just going to take some time so that her daughter sees the change in mom and sees the faithfulness of God in mom and 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 in her in a very real way it's not her fault at all but i can see how that would be a trigger you know that's a lot to carry yeah yeah it's a lot to carry and uh and so i you was were... 36 before i you know i uh, got my life straightened out and came back to the lord too so uh, and i'm 64 now so uh, yeah the lord yes. does great things yes he does so father we do want to give you thanks thanks on this day before thanksgiving and we're grateful for Calais and uh, to, you know we don't we don't like we, we we don't like all the methods that you use God you know we we think we would be a little softer or we do things differently but we trust you in your methods and if it's jail that you use then it's jail that you use um, yeah, but I thank right. you for that she's alive I thank you that she's sober I thank you God that she's holding up well with her daughter's decisions and we pray for this young girl at 16 just really caught up in a world that is giving her a false sense of happiness and a false sense of, you know, maturity, but she's deceived, God. Would you open her eyes to see things the way she needs to see them, that she might not be under the influence of all these drugs? And would you continue to give her examples all around her, both in her family and also in the church and the leadership of sobriety and and that that hard decision to surrender our freedoms for the sake of the gospel, uh, and surrender our freedoms for the sake of, of, of winning more, to become, like Paul said, all things to all men, that we might win the more. So I pray for this family as you continue to work in them, that we will get another call, and then that time, my brother won't be able to hold it in, man. He'll just, he will he'll lose it, because now his granddaughter's back, and his daughter's back, and he's back, and my goodness, Lord, what else do you have in store for them? It's it's going to be great and grand, and we pray that and ask for your will to be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Okay, brother. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Coming up on the break. I know i got a couple online, uh, so we will get to you after the break, Jeff and Lorene, and then we've got a few texts to come in. We may or may not get to them depending on how the phone calls go. But today is the day before Thanksgiving as this airs live up and down the front range. And we have a special service tonight. You've got to come out for this family service. All the kids are in the sanctuary with us. We march through the sanctuary with our banners of Thanksgiving as we worship the Lord and thank him for his faithfulness. You bring a pie that's pre-cut, drop it off downstairs, Come upstairs. We're going to pray together. We have communion available. We're going to we're going to sing together. We're going to write notes to our missionaries. We're sending a team out to Corpus Christi. We got a lot going on 
and it's always a great time. We will fill the 90 minutes of our service up like you wouldn't believe uh, and, 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 and have pie on top of that in our, ki- in our cafe downstairs. So come on out. We would love for you to be a part of our service. You don't have to be. You don't have to come to Calvary to enjoy this night. You are welcome. Uh, you are welcome to thank God with us uh, and make a banner. And we're going to have materials out and the foyer uh, of our building. Uh, you know what, paper and stuff. You can make your own banner right there if you want to, or you can start making one at home. And anyway, come on out. Service starts at 7 p.m. Bring a pie, bring a banner, and let's worship the Lord. It's our sixth year doing it, and it's fun. We'll be right back. This is Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live, part two, the second half of our program. Yes, if you're listening live, it's the day before Thanksgiving, and we are live. Of course, if you're listening on the East Coast or on a station outside of Colorado, uh, you're listening to this at a one-week delay Uh, Frank and I have actually been talking about uh, the possibility of technology and stuff that might be able to bring it out uh, live, whoever takes, you know, whoever's, whatever stations are picking up the show. So, you know, it's a little work, so pray for us. I'm always, and Frank is too, always large on ideas. Uh, We have all these crazy ideas, which is great. And then the Lord just has to help us execute them. So you can pray about that. But for now, uh, Calvary Live is live on the, uh, up and down the front range. And then those that are picking it up are picking it up one week later, especially you guys on Hope FM. But if you're listening to the program, you can call in. But it is the day uh, before Thanksgiving, and we are thankful to God for so many things. And at Calvary Chapel in Aurora, tonight is a special service, a family service we call the Banner and Pie Service. I know it's not too creative, but uh, it is our Thanksgiving service. Uh, It's not traditionally what we normally do. It's a family service, so there's no children's ministry. Everybody's in the sanctuary. It's kind of a crazy time. We bring our banners in, uh, and tonight we're going to sing together. We have communion available. We will be praying together. We're going to be sending out a team to Corpus Christi for some relief work. We're going to pray for uh, our—we're going to write notes to our missionaries— Uh, because we always want to encourage them. And then we're going to have a real quick scripture reading in in the Psalms on Thanksgiving. Um, And then we're going to line up and march through the sanctuary with our banners of Thanksgiving. Then we are going to go downstairs and enjoy some pie. Uh, And it's fun. It's a a goofy service uh, in a real fun way, because there's a little bit of goofiness in all of us. And, you know, grandparents, parents, great-grandparents alike, uh, one day, little guy, will be able to par- participate as well. I can't wait for that. Uh, just the faith and trusting in the Lord to accomplish his purposes and his joy. So you bring your kids if you can. Bring your grandkids if you can. And make a banner. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Um, be creative as you can. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So do it. 303 690 uh, you know, I got a text here. I definitely want to do it before we get to the phone lines real quick. Just wanted to read it. 
Uh, it says, let me get to to the young lady that just text, you're not the only one dealing with bad decisions. God is working on me faster than I thought and turning my life around. He'll do the same for you. Don't let the guilt crush you, but like Pastor Ed said, recognize the sin and repent. Don't give up. God loves you. And um, Pastor Ed, my wife, is lost. Uh, Please pray she knows the truth and any advice to point her to the true and living God. Thank you, Pastor. It's a huge issue. Well, my advice to you, my friend, is to continue to live your life with a single purpose in growing in your love relationship with God. And pray for your wife. But the best thing that you can give your wife is a good example. An example, not just an example to watch, but an example to enjoy, right? Because you're one in Christ. I mean, you're one in marriage and and hopeful that she'll come to know Christ where you'll be one in Christ. But marriage makes two people one, whether they're believers or not. And so there is a unity and oneness in your marriage like no other. So it's not just an example to watch. We think of example, go, I'm going to watch him and he's a good example, but an example in marriage to enjoy so that you love your wife as Christ loved the church. You dwell with your wife with understanding. Uh, and and although a lot of a lot of the effort's going to be on your part, the salvation and drawing your wife to a saving knowledge and saving faith in Jesus is all God's responsibility. It's not your responsibility. It's no one can come to the Father uh, unless they're drawn by the Holy Spirit. Uh, no one can come to the Son unless they're drawn by the Father. And and so God's working on your wife. You just be the man that God wants you to be. You be the one that's living out your faith. You be the one, like you say in your text, you're turning your life around. Things are looking up. And when you get discouraged, don't let the guilt crush you. And when you get beat up and when you feel like quitting, don't quit. It's I like I like to tell our our precious church, it it's always too soon to quit. But here's the thing, the reason I know that is because there have been times when I've wanted to quit, and I don't just mean like little times. I mean like forget this stuff, man. It's like this is this is so hard. This is so difficult. This is so painful. But the Lord says, no way. I'm going to get you through the hard, and the hurt, and the pain. And I'm going to remove the guilt and shame. And I'm going to deal with the people in your life that need to be dealt with in love and in grace and in mercy. And that's where it's at, man. In love, grace, and mercy. Especially to our enemies. The Bible says to love our enemies. Do good to them. Amen to that. And I know your wife's not your enemy, although sometimes she probably feels like it. Uh, But, you know, one of the things I teach couples too Marie and I had to learn this is when we're in a big argument or, you know, when we're really going through it, somebody has the permission. If, if, <laughs> if one of them is more, uh, if one of us, uh, is more, uh, in tune with the spirit than the other, we have either one of us has permission to say, Hey, I'm not your enemy. And it's always a good reminder. I'm not your enemy. Um, I'm, I'm your friend. And, uh, even though, even though there, there are people that want to destroy us and hurt us and, and and you know the gossip and the slander it's it's almost it's almost comical to think of the end of those that are living that way because it's not going to end well for them especially believers because they're sinning against knowledge and the consequences are just so deep uh, and so i would say all that in your marriage so father i pray for this brother 
uh, as he shares testimony that you're working in him even faster than he thought. Remove the guilt and shame in his own life and give him the strength to become the man you want him to be and to live as a husband the way you desire. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Jeff uh, calling from Denver, Colorado. Jeff, welcome to the program. Thank you, and uh, good afternoon, and happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. Thanks. What's up? Hey, quick question. So how do you know you're safe? There's a group that's been born again, and they're 100% confident they know they're safe. Then there's another group that seems like we're... They're true believers in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. In their heart, they feel it, but they still have that doubt about: Are they actually truly saved? So, how do you, how do you, how can you know? Well, the good news is, let's start with what the Bible says. The Bible says that we can know, so that's good. That's good that that the people that have the confidence of their salvation are fulfilling what the Bible teaches. You know, like I I think of in First John. Uh, John writes these things. I I write to you so that you know um, that that you under you know and understand. Uh, let me quote it right. It says these things I write to you that you know. So, um, oh man, I had a scripture in my head and I can't. It's I don't remember it properly. So um, at any rate, the Bible is very clear, especially in First John, that you can know that you know that you're saved, uh, and 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 so the fact that there are people that that have that confidence is a fulfillment of what the bible promises the people that don't have that confidence well they're they're experiencing uh, what i think every human being experiences at one time or another and that's doubting the the truths that have been promised and given in the scriptures um for example uh, here in first john chapter 2 and verse 3 it says now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth's not in him. But it, whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we're in him. So that's one thing. Um, that's one area that we have insight, that a true believer um, a true believer keeps his commandments. Um, a true believer loves the things that God loves. Uh, a true believer hates the things that God hates. Uh, a true believer uh, exchanges uh, living his life the way he used to for learning a new way to live his life as Jesus teaches us. And so to, to me, the difference between those two people are is a matter of faith and trust. Really, it's a belief. And when you doubt, uh, when you have doubt, then your belief is being undermined. Um, but, you know, how... To, what are some what are some of the characteristics of a person that's saved? You know, they love. You're going to see in their lives love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Um, you know, there's all kinds of attributes and qualities that come out of the person that is born again. Gotcha. It's a matter of believing. So, for example, those guys that the doubting. Let's say that they are true believers, okay? Let's say they are born again. Uh, let's say that they've repented from their sins and that they are um, true believers in the biblical sense. Right. And they doubt that they're saved, yep. right? They're unsure. unsure. Does that make them any less saved? No. 
It doesn't. Just like if you and I say, well, you know, I don't really believe there's uh, there's a Chicago uh, where the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I don't believe that's real. Okay. Um, you and I, we can have that belief, but it doesn't make it any less real. And so it becomes a crisis of faith, and many people go through this. And it really depends, too, in some segments of the church, uh, it really goes through, it really depends, some some actually within the church teach that you can't know that you're saved, that you won't find out until you get there. Um, that's kind of a, that's discouraging, that's, that's really yeah. not biblical. Um, yeah, that's actually you know, that, Yes, that the assurance of salvation is there. I think it's in um, uh, chapter 5, it says... In verse 11, this is the testimony that God has given to us, or given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. That's a very faith-affirming, confident statement. John says, I'm telling you these things so that you can know, that you can know that you have eternal life. And and so a believer that's doubting is, is just someone that needs to have their faith built up, and they need to be in the Scriptures to find those affirming places, and they need to choose to believe because that's going to change the trajectory of their life. Very cool. So First John 5.11 is what you're reading, correct? Yeah, 11, 12, and 13. Perfect. Really, the whole book of First John—it's a very quick book, but it really the essence of First John is all about the assurance of faith, the assurance of your salvation, the the encouragement to to follow and to stay strong. And it's such a beautiful book. I love it. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, Pastor. You're welcome. Great question. Yep. Thanks for you thanks for it. waiting. Yep. Bye bye. All right. 303-690-3000. Lorene calling from Aurora, Colorado. Lorene, are you still with us? I sure am. Oh, great. Thanks for waiting. Yeah, thank you. I have a question about, um, I read an article, and in this article, it was basically about, are your prayers in vain? And let me explain a little bit. Okay. In the article, it said, if you had, say, your mother, your father, and they're very ill, and you are um, praying for them to get better. But at the same time, God knows everything. He knows when you're going to pass away. He knows when you're, um, whatever you do, He knows. So are your prayers in vain, praying for your loved one or any other prayer? If God already knows what's going to happen, That's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. Let me ask you this. Uh, When you obey any part of the Bible, is it ever in vain? Absolutely not. So so in our obedience, we're doing exactly what God requested of us or even required of us. And one of those things is prayer. So I I like to build, I want to build a case, you know, I want to build a biblical case to help your thinking uh, because I just got an email similar to this. And I just okay. shared a little bit of it in my life. So I think it's, I think it's a really good thing to talk about. And it's actually fresh on my mind. So t- to, to say that when we pray, even though the outcome is not according to our desire, you know, cause that's the key, right. you know, some people, here, here's the thing, uh, here, here's, here's where that question's coming from. Not necessarily from you, but our culture. Okay. This is how our culture thinks we were raised in this culture. 
And because we've been raised in it, we don't always recognize it when it comes into the church. But here's where this is this is sort of how that question has been framed or how that question what it comes from. And it's a culture that says the end justifies the means. It, we live in a culture that looks at the wrong part. Like oh, as long as you know, the idea that whatever we do, as long as we get what we want, then it, it excuses all of our behavior. You know, and they, they use that in an evil sense. So I'm not saying that's what that's what this is, but that thinking's yes, in I our agree. head. So that when the prayer an- when the prayer is not answered according to our desires, we immediately begin to think we did something wrong, we did it wrong, or whatever that whatever whatever th- as we look backwards, we we start to undercut what we were doing to begin with, um, and in, instead of looking at the end, we need to keep our eyes on 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 the beginning. Uh, and that is God told us to pray and he instructed us to pray and Jesus gave us the example of prayer. And so we must pray uh, and and do so in a way of communicating with our God, with our, our, our supplications, our anxieties, really everything. We can bring everything to him in prayer. And no matter what the answer is, prayer is a good thing and even if we make mistakes in our prayer even if we don't know what to pray the bible the bible has us covered because in romans chapter 8 remember it says that there's those times where we don't even know what to pray but the spirit inside of us is groan he cries out to god in groanings that can't be uttered remember romans chapter 8 verse 26 yeah. uh, that the spirit himself makes intercession for us and then we remember another place in the scriptures uh, where the Bible speaks of Jesus. His ministry right now is always interceding on our behalf. And, and so the question is, why pray? If God already knows the outcome and God already knows, the, knows how it's going um, to happen, then why pray? Well, well, we pray, number one, because God wants us to pray. And number two, our communication with God is a good thing. Um, you know, I'm going through a series at church right now as we're teaching on troubles and difficulties. And one of the things, one of the consistent themes that we see when the Bible teaches on trials and difficulties is that if we respond to them properly, they draw us closer to God. They draw us closer to God, even if God comes closer to us, like Jonah. You know, Jonah, he just, he caused his own trial. And then what did God do? God draw closer, closer to him uh, and went after him and chased him. And, and caught him and then vomited him up where he needed to be. And, and so the difficulties of life draw us closer. And, and part of that is, you know, desperation uh, in someone's life may, causes them to pray more, not less. And, and so here's, here's the email, and then I'll let you follow up and kind of so we can okay. think out loud together. So the, the email was about a man who lost his wife, and he prayed uh, desperately for her to be healed. And... From his perspective, she wasn't healed. She died. Um, I share a similar testimony. Um, when my son collapsed and he went into a coma and the, he was wait, we were waiting in the hospital. Marie and I were on 24-hour watch with our son. Um, I, was at, I was taking the night shift and then my wife would come in in the morning and take the day shift and we would be praying and seeking God and we wanted him because very, he had very little visitation uh, otherwise except a few friends of our family that were there most of the time. And the, we didn't want him to see a stranger when he woke up. We didn't want him to see a doctor or a nurse. We wanted to see his family. 
Uh, and and so we prayed and prayed, and then when uh, the decision was made, um, not not in, not involving us to just put him in hospice and under the you know under pain heavy pain medication and really no uh, apart from a miracle he wasn't going to wake up with all that pain medication on him and eventually he died. Um, that was not the way we prayed. I'm so sorry, that's not what we desired, and and yet. Now, four and a half years later, here's what happened. I prayed for him to wake up, and he did. He woke up in the presence of the Lord, not in our presence. And that's what we're upset about. You know, that's what causes us grief. But in a real way, I mean, I did pray like Jesus. I mean, mean, that is the ultimate. That is the ultimate prayer is to go home. And and ultimate and it is and then and you know if you think about it as we process this you know some are grieving right now it's hard for them to grasp this but but God will put it into their hearts like if we're really communicating with God who knows all things then we're going to pray like Jesus told us to pray at least He's going to teach us how to pray that way and that is this Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and and here's the thing this is our problem. Whether we have genuine hearts or not, there are th- times when we pray, God, I want my will done on heaven like I want it done. Like, I want you to do what I want you to do. And and he <laughs> supersedes that. And we're so prayer, what it does is it, it conforms us into the image of Christ. We're, no, we're so used to bossing people around. We're so used to getting our own way. We're so used to, you know, I was driving the other day with my, I went up to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and, and, and it doesn't happen very often, but I had our, our youth pastor, um, Keegan, with me, and like everybody was honking at me. They weren't happy with my driving for whatever reason. I wasn't driving fast enough for them. I mean, it was so embarrassing, but that, that's how we are. You're not driving fast enough. You're in the wrong lane. Get out of the way. For goodness sake, this gal today turned, um, I went to the turn lane to make a left, and she was behind me, and she cut across and turned first to beat me there. Like, it was, that's how that that's how we are, whether we admit it or not. There are little places of rebellion in our hearts toward the things of God. Yes. And, and so, yes, there are times the Bible says we can pray amiss. You know, we want it for ourselves. So, yes, there are times, but mostly... It's not that at all. It's just us seeking God, and we're not happy with the answer. It, it would be just like my kids. Like, I already know if, if, if I, there are some things, I mean, I don't know everything because I don't know what they're going to ask me, but, you know, as a dad, uh, I want to bless my kids, and I want to encourage them. And, and if they came and asked me something that I already knew I was going to do, I still would want them to ask me. I'm still going to do it, but I'd still want them to ask me. Uh, and And so anyway... I think that sometimes that is a great analogy. I like that one. I like yeah, that. I, I think just we're that. just learning what it is to live with our father and and he is answering our prayers and even if we don't like the answer there's going to be a day when we open our eyes in the presence of the Lord and everything's going to make sense. Every right is going to be wronged. Uh, or excuse me, every wrong is going to be right. Every mm-hmm. question is going to be answered and it will make sense when we have the lens of eternity. And we wake up in his presence. Absolutely. I was just, the person that I read the article with, I just didn't have the right words to explain to her. So I really like, like I said, the analogy about your kids coming to you for an answer, even if it's an answer they know they're not going to like. They still are asking. I think that is totally going to put it into perspective for her. 
Yes. And, and being ready to receive the answer and, and know that as the old television show taught us, father knows best. And we're learning that more (laughs) and more, you know, we're not, we're not fully there yet. Even, even as we get older, we're still not fully there, but we are, um, we are growing in it. And how, how is it that God would have us to grow? He would have us to grow in what more childlikeness and more, and more prayer. Yes. And I always feel and, that when you know, I'm praying, it's like there's an opening in the sky, and I have this direct oh. vision of God, and I have the direct communication with Him, like a hotline. That's and like beautiful. He's only listening to me, you know, like I'm the only person yes. around. So I was That's trying beautiful. to convey that with her, and then she brought up the article, and I read the article, but I just didn't know how to answer her question. Well, great. I think it's a great question. I do too, but I'm glad you answered it, so now I can answer her. <laughs> Great, and a lot of people listening in. That's why I love I love when people have the courage to call because then what what you don't realize is that like thousands of other people are listening and they're like, oh yeah, and I was thinking that too, and and just like I got the email this morning, I I answered it this morning where you know this brother was just really expressing the angst of grief and and mm-hmm. and really wrestling with the will of God and. And, and and that's that's going to be our humanity fighting against the the sovereignty and the providential hand of God. It, we're just going to have that until we surrender and submit. Oh, thank you so much, Pastor Ed. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate well, you and all the work that you do for all of us. Keep Jesus praying for us, and I appreciate that. I really that. appreciate it. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Well, we're coming up to the end of the show today. I'm sorry for the that for those of you that can't be on the air and some of the text messages. It is Thanksgiving tomorrow. Uh, we have so much to be thankful for, and I know some of you listening in. Uh, it's hard to, to find anything to be thankful for. It's hard. You know, it's a dark, dark season and a difficult season, and God doesn't judge you or kick you out of His kingdom because you're wrestling and struggling. You know, I think of Peter when he was sinking in the water he just said lord save me and jesus did so perhaps this this holiday season is just a time to cry out to the lord ask him to save you and rescue you ask him to meet you ask him to do one final blow to all your complaints at least in this situation all your complaints all your anxieties and that he might heal you and encourage you. And I know everyone listening, anyone listening, even if you don't have anything to be thankful for, you do. We have life. We're breathing. We have another day. And even there's hope. I want, I want to speak to some of you right now that, that might be having suicidal thoughts as the holidays come up. Your life is so valuable. Please don't, don't make a permanent decision to solve a temporary problem. Please call someone and ask for help. Please call Suicide Hotline. You can just Google it. Come to the church tonight and just say, I'm suicidal. I want to talk to somebody. Uh, Calvary Aurora is at Hampton and Tower in Aurora. Um, you know, come and just sit in the back and, and see if there's not anything you can be thankful for. You know, believe me, I've been in the dark uh, pit. I, I'm, I know that even some listening, you're like, you're crazy, pit man. You're a crazy radio person. I, I can't even imagine myself doing that, but but it's possible. And it could be that these hopeless thoughts are reminding you of God's love for you or opening up for you to know that God loves you. 
to know that God cares for you, to know that he sent his son Jesus Christ to die for the very pains that you're trying to medicate, the very pain that you're trying to cover with pills and drugs and illicit relationships and uh, you know what you're doing and, and, and it's just making things worse. So please, turn your heart toward the Lord. I know there's a lot of family things going on with Thanksgiving. Just suck it up and love your family and be the, be the example of Christianity. Don't, be, don't preach to them. You know, don't try to prove a point. Just love. Love is the lubricant. Love. Remember what God has forgiven you of and then begin to forgive and walk in that forgiveness. And if they're not repentant, makes it harder for sure. But the Lord knows. He knows you and he cares for you. We're going to be at Calvary Aurora tonight, Hampton and Tower, 7 p.m. Bring a pie. There's a village in across the street. Cut it. Bring it in. Bring a banner. Um, and let's be thankful. Let's kick off. And let's be thankful as a church family before you guys head on to be thankful tomorrow with your regular family. Love you guys. Thank you for the privilege of serving you. I don't take it lightly that you'd allow me into your life, uh, that you would allow us as a church family, so many people behind the scenes that make this happen. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Frank. They're the ones producing and managing everything today. And just thank you for the guys that pay the bills to keep the electricity on and the tower and everything else. We're so thankful, so thankful for you and your support, your financial support, your prayer support. And we'll see you in, in just a couple hours at Calvary Aurora for a time of worship. Let's kick off the holidays with a bang, worshiping Jesus. Thank you God for listening you to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.